Say hold that. Hold that. Say hold that, Nas. Say hold that. Hold that. I love it. All right, here we go, booze. Let's get it. Let's do it. What up, y'all? It's your boy C Booze. And your boy Nate Rob. I've been missing this, man. We got to hold that podcast back when we are on uninterrupted exclusively on Rerun This Station. Yeah, we got NBA insight from players who've been there. Life talk, dad talk, culture talk. So stay tuned and make sure that you follow us. And here's our handles, Mr. C Booze and Nate underscore Robinson. And Mr. C Booze is M-I-S-T-E-R C Booze, so y'all don't know. Mr. C Booze and Nate underscore Robinson and use the hashtag hold that, H-O-L-D-A-T. Yeah. Coming up first here on our first full episode of Hold That, we're going to talk about how to be the best Jimmy Butler teammate, D-ing up LeBron, wait, wait, pause, wait, 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 locking up Super LeBron, pause. and D-Rose is back. Plus, who would you rather have on your squad, Kyrie Irving or Dame Lillard, and mm. who does Zion Williamson best remind you of? But before we get into our episode real quick, Nate, tell the fans out there what you've been up to away from the court. Man, away from the court, guys, man, I've been working on some new projects. Uh, I got three dope projects coming out. I got a sneaker cleaner with scuffed up. That's that's pretty popping. I know there's a lot of sneakers heads out there that love to keep your sneaker clean. I got the perfect thing for you. Scuffed up is coming out with this fire, fire sneaker cleaner. It's so simple. All you got to do is add water. I promise you, it's so lit. Oh, I um, need that. I got this. Hey, booze. I got this deodorizer coming out. It's a uh, it's a it's a natural tea tree deodorizer for bags it's called slamming in the bag Ooh. uh with nay by nay robinson yeah man it's pretty dope you, you know you put the smell yeah. got different kind of smells lemon you know winter fresh and like some cool little you know you could put it in your car it's like a, you know in your in your house wherever anything you want to keep clean you can just throw it in there but uh it's pretty cool man we got you got that coming out and i got these backpacks coming out so i'll make sure i give sim booms the boys the, some bags bro so y'all can rock them because they're they're fire yeah Super fire but yeah man just being a a cool dad, man, just trying to create dope stuff and, uh, you know, just to show people, you know, there's there's life after basketball, man. So, and we're just creating, yeah. you know, cool stuff. But what about you, Booz? What you doing, bro? Nah, I love that, man. Nah, for me, I, I've been on daddy duty, man, just really enjoying the kids. You know, all three of my boys, my oldest son's 12. His name is Carmani. I call him Booms for all y'all be so, following me on social media. And then my twins, Cameron and Caden, they're in the sixth grade. All boys are doing really well, knocking out them. The, the, the park with baseballs and playing well in basketball, competing and getting better, getting all A's and B's in school, which is the most important thing for me right now. I want to make sure my boys is well educated and continue to strive to be better, better human beings. But then right. they go to that Facts. field, they go to that court and they challenging each other, competing hard. And the great thing about the one great thing about retiring, is I, I've got more family time been able to enjoy right. my wife, enjoy my kids, enjoy my mom and dad, my brother, and my sister. So. I've been able to do that. I'm coming out with a book. I'm writing my, I'm writing my first autobiography right now about my life. Oh, lit. So stay tuned for that. Coming out soon. And then I've just been able to enjoy enjoy my friends like Nate, man. We talk almost every day. We got this podcast coming out. We got some more things coming out. Our clothing line's coming out. Yeah, Don't worry. That, it's just dropping gear, very you know. soon. Hold, hold that gear. I didn't want to tell him about that, but I was going to let you do it. I was going to let yeah. you do it. Tell him, hit him with hold that. Hold that gear coming out. We got a lot of stuff to drop y'all with this year. So, so stay tuned on that. But now I was going to tell you, Nate. My boys, listen, they come in the car from baseball practice or from basketball practice, yeah. and they be smelly like a mug, and they put all their, their, their dirty clothes in the, in the little backpack. 
I'm gonna need that slam, that deodorizer, slam bro. Slam it in the bag. I'm gonna send it to you. Slam it in the bag. I need that. Bag. They rob deodorizer, bro. It's so lit. Like and, yeah. and it's crazy because it really does work. Like I put it, I put it in the corner of my kid's room because you know how boys do, man. They just throw their clothes. Yeah. And we messy. You know, yeah, yeah, we still, it, it gets kind of stinky in the kid's room. So I just put the little, I just sneak him <laughs> in there, put him in there. And then my son goes, Dad, what's that, what's that lemony smell? And yeah. I'm like, oh, you, I said, all that, all that slamming in the bag? He was like, the what? I was like, yeah, you don't know about that yet. It ain't out yet. <laughs> <laughs> I hit him with the move. Yeah, Stay it ain't tuned. out yet. Yeah, it ain't out yet. Two, two, yeah, 3,000 is coming out. <laughs> but yeah, it's like pretty that. cool, man. Like, you know, just because. I know one as a, I was a, I was an athlete. I played multiple sports growing up as a kid, and my yeah. equip my football equipment smelled horrible. Yeah. Like my mom used to be like, "Man, there's no way we can clean your equipment." And blah, blah, blah. now, mom, guess what, mom? It took a long, a lot of years. You know, we found <laughs> the solution, and it's pretty cool, man. I hope you guys look out for it. I posted it on yeah. my page. Uh, we did a little commercial for it, so like a little fun commercial that I get to do myself instead of doing it, you know, the other people's way. I get to do right. kind of create good. my own and, and my you know, I'm, I'm, I'm my own boss, I'm my own leader, and I get to create other stuff with people that got cool visions, and uh, you know, I'm just I'm, I'm just excited, and it's it's pretty cool, man. You guys are gonna love it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward, and I'm trust me, I'm gonna use a rock the back because my boys be smelly like a mug. Appreciate so it. So I can't wait. So we are gonna go ahead and jump into these whole lot topics, man. One of the biggest stories of this year, obviously, with the offseason, our boy Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Cowboy Butler. Jimmy Buckets. He wanted to get up out of, out of Minnesota. Whatever happened, you know, that's between him and his teammates and him and his coaching staff and management, but he wanted to get up out of there. Well, guess what? They finally traded him to Philly. They played last night in Orlando. Jimmy had a cool 14 points, played about 33 minutes, 34 minutes. They took the L, though, but they were up by a lot. And then Orlando came back. The boy Ross got high on him at the end of the game, and then they ended up coming away with the win. So Jimmy loses his first game back in Philly. Tell the listeners out there, Nate, tell the listeners out there what Philadelphia is getting in Jimmy Butler. And we know one game isn't going to be a big enough sample yeah, size. Yeah, right. I mean, well, one, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. So I, right. all I know is Jimmy is a great asset, and he's a great you know, piece to that team. You know, he gets to play less minutes. He doesn't have to play minutes. You know, Tibbs be, you know, kind of running players in the ground because he just gets, he wants the most plus. out of you. And that's, yeah. and, you know, and that's not selfishly of him because he just wants to win. You know right. what I'm saying? And it's funny because as kids, we don't never want to come out the game. And then now you're talking about you playing too many minutes? What happened? Right. What's, what's going on here? Because me, I would have loved to play. Hey, Tibbs, you can play me 48. I don't want to come out the game. Please. Right. I'm raising my right. hand. I want to play, coach. But... Uh, right. Something that you're going to get out of Jimmy Butler, man, you, you're going to get hard work. You're yeah. going to get toughness. You know yep. what I'm saying? You're going to get you're going to get buckets. Of course, you're going to get defense. And on top of that, you're going to get a guy that is one, not afraid to guard anybody on the other team because you run right. across kids that come into the league and all they want to do is play offense. And then they run away from, you know, stepping up to the challenge. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, Jimmy's going to do that every night. You need him to guard LeBron, he'll do it. You need him to guard the Greek freak, he'll do it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. He's that player. Well, then it yep. takes a little pressure off of Ben Simmons and, you know, Embiid, and they can still, you know, continue to blossom like they've been doing, man. Uh, you know, Jimmy, yep. Jimmy's going to bring, you know, that talking trash to the practice that is missing. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, yeah, can't nobody out here guard me. And when you got a player that's bringing that to the table, it's only going to make all the rest of your team better because you're going to have to get on his level, whatever level that is. You're going to have to right. try to reach that. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to push these young guys and getting them, first off, just really mentally being 
strong enough to withstand a whole NBA season because it's hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it is hard. I, I think I think I think either you know Philly is a even more dangerous team now with the with Jimmy Butler on the team. Yeah, I'm I'm happy for Jimmy man. He's gonna have a fresh start. Um, obviously they lost last night, but like you said, it, it's all about how you finish, not how you start. And it takes time, practice. It takes time in game situations for Ben Simmons and Embiid to, to figure out how to use Jimmy, and also for Jimmy to figure out how to use his teammates so they can get the best out of each other. But he is—he's one of those guys that's going to challenge you every day. He's an alpha dog, and the, the bottom line for Jimmy is he wants to win. That's all it comes down to. He want, hes a winner who wants to win, and he—he he puts it on the floor for you every night, gives you everything, sweat, blood, and tears to get the job done. I'm excited for him. As teammates of his, one of the questions I wanted to pose. He's obviously going through the turmoil that he had in Minnesota. Is, is, is what's the best way to be a teammate to Jimmy? The reality of it is this, as, as we all know, respect is earned. It's not given. you got to earn respect. And that means showing up every day, practicing hard, being there in the game, being, being in the trenches. When your back's up against the wall, you're down by 10, you got to fight back and make possession after possession. Guarding the best player on the other team, like you said, Nate. Jimmy does all those things. And the, and the Philadelphia, his, his new teammates, Will, will, will give him the respect that he'll earn because he's going to show up every day in practice. He's not going to take any plays off. He's going to give you his full effort. He's unafraid to guard anybody. And he's going to give you buckets. As he gets more familiar with that offense, that, that 14 points will be 15, that 15 will be 20, that 20 will be 25, and so on. So Jimmy's going to be one of those guys that, that will bring it for you every single night. And because he's that kind of player, the other teammates will respect him for it. Yeah. I just say... You got to let Jimmy be Jimmy. That's the bottom line. Like, you got to let the players, you guys have to all be yourselves and move forward collectively as a team. And that's how you make it work. Just be yourself. Don't try to make him be somebody that he's not, you know, for all you, for the whole team. But just let Jimmy be Jimmy. If you let the individual person be that and you fit it with the team and everybody does it together as yourselves and together as a team, then that's how you rock. And I think that's what we did in Chicago the years when we played together. Well, we oh, man, that's what the we same did. Team. That's exactly what everybody was that's individually themselves. Yeah. But yet we were a team as a group and we rocked with each other and we moved just like that. And that's how you, you build a great dope ass team. Man, listen, man, just to give y'all a quick story real quick about Jimmy. So Jimmy came in as a rook out of Marquette. He coming in the, in the building. We're all bumping me and Joe Keem and, and Nate. And we all bumping Jay-Z and, and Nas and Biggie and whoever, <laughs> Tupac, whoever we've been. Jimmy come in with some cowboy boots and some country music. And that and we don't like, break what? my heart. Don't my break my heart. Yeah. I so, don't wait to understand. We got a team full of different individuals from different right. walks of life. And we let each other blossom how we blossom. So nobody, I mean, we might have cracked on Jimmy a couple times. You know, we never, we never no, seen listen. that before. No, but but listen, we let him to, be him. Yes, he used to pick me up every day to go to the game. I'm like, Jimmy, bro, I'm going to just ride with you. He was like, you sure you want to do that? And I'm like, well, what's so bad? You're a bad driver? And he was like, no, I'm a great <laughs> driver. I said, okay, we good. But when we get in the car, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. What the tune's going to be? I'm thinking, you know, you're going to play some some Yeezy, you know what I'm saying? Some yeah. Jay, somebody, you know, you know, Jay-Z, Drake, somebody. Yeah. He played some real country music. And I said, Jimmy, what is this we're listening to? <laughs> and he goes, oh, man, you, you ain't know, man. This is all the hot stuff that's out right now. Man. I said, bro. I've never heard none of these songs in my whole life. And then, listen, oh, by the end of the season, I was singing all all them songs. songs. We knew all his hits. On the way yeah. to the games, man. That's that's what type of teammate Jimmy is. Uh-huh. Jimmy's a cool teammate. 
Yeah, he is, man. Shout out to Jimmy. Good luck to you and Philly, man. You know we'll be watching, brother. You already know. So something spectacular happened last night, which seems to always happen around this guy. LeBron became the fifth all-time scorer in NBA history, passing Wilt Chamberlain. First of all, let me just say, anytime you pass Wilt Chamberlain on any list, you're doing something really special. So he's, he's, <laughs> he's, I'm just saying, that's the Big Dipper right there. We'll get to that later. But he, he joined the list of an exclusive club headlined by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Karl Malone, mm -hmm. Lakers' own Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, and now LeBron. And, and for me personally, playing with him his rookie year, realizing how much of a facilitator he was, I thought he was more like Magic than Michael personally. But then as he grew, he became a combination of both. He gave you a little bit of flair like Michael and still had a great flair like, like Magic. And for him to be on this list 16, 16 years in, and if you saw how, how the game last night playing against Portland, had a 44-point night, almost a triple-double, was a sister shy away from a triple-double, and beat a very good Portland team with a very good defense to jump them from like the 11th seed in the Western Conference all the way up to the 7th seed with that one victory last night. Uh, was an incredible feat, especially in his 16th season. But I'm very, very, very impressed by what LeBron has done. And I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to get your thoughts on this, but he has a chance to catch Kareem. I, I, I mean, I figure the way he's going, he'll probably get another 1,500 points this season. If he can get 2,000 points for the next four years, he'll be the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. That's, that's scary. And how many years how many, how many years do you think he can be able to do that? I mean, I, I, I think I think he'll end up playing 20 seasons. How many more years can LeBron continue to play at this high level? Yeah, because a lot of guys, they have a great career. They maybe play 10, 12 years, and they start to dip. He's in his 16th season still playing at that high level. He had 44 last yeah. night against a Portland team, almost with a triple-double and the win to go into the top five. He's a GOAT, bro, period, point blank. One of the, period. if not the best player to ever play the game. But he's up there with the yeah. Jordans and the Shaqs and the Kareems and all those guys and the Will Chamberlain. So you're, you're always going to hear LeBron James' names forever until, I mean, until we have the human, the human race still here on earth. He's going to be, he's a legend forever, bro. Yeah. He's at 31,425 points. And to catch Kareem, Kareem's at 38,387 points. So it's, it's, it's in reach. You know what I love about it's it? It's in reach. He, I, I love that he, he handles it the right way because I don't know if I would be able to handle yeah. it. If I was getting those buckets, I would be too much of a butthead. I would be like, y'all can't. <laughs> <laughs> 31,300. <laughs> I'll be singing that. You feel me? 31,300. <laughs> I've been singing that like day day. 15, 30, 27, 38. <laughs> oh, God, God knew not to give me uh, 31,000 points right now, bro. Man, yeah. facts. Shout out to Bron, man. Congrats. I'm going to tell you something, though. He, he has a sense of the history of the game and, and where, he, where, where he's at in his legacy. And he always shouts out all the OGs and the vets that came before him, the guys that inspired him. So I, I want to take my hat off about that. He's very good about that. But, Nate, I, I want to ask you a question. You being one of the best athletes in the history, in the history of sport, you're a great athlete. You're a phenomenal athlete, brother. Thank so, you. And, you know, our teams with Tibbs, we were in Chicago trying to stop this guy and get to the, get to the finals. We had Lou Aldang, who was like our Iron Man. We played 45 minutes a night and guard whoever had to, we had to guard. Tell, tell the fans out there, the listeners out there, what the scouting report is on trying to lock up a LeBron James. Oh, my God, man. Do you understand? Like, first of all, to have a coach like Tibbs when we had to really stop LeBron, it was like, a, it was like an exam, bro. You had to study. It was like yeah. a final. Like, Tibbs yeah. was asking questions. Like, tell him, Booze. Tibbs was asking questions. Everybody had to know 
how to stop him, right. what coverages we were in. Like, we had a whole page, pages. We had pages of, of ways to try to stop LeBron, man, and it just never worked. Yeah. All we tried to do is slow yeah. him down. Like, we know, you know, like, he's one of them players, like, he can't be scouted because he's just too gifted. He's way too nah, gifted. Me, but you have, to, you have to prepare yourself. You have to do the study. Yeah. You have to watch film. You try to try, you, like, you, you try to learn, you know, LeBron's and players like, you know, such KDs and the different players. You want to learn their tendencies so you can catch their rhythm and try to mess up their rhythm because you can't stop them. You no. just got to play good defense and hope they miss. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then when they miss, you say, yeah, boy, lock you up. Like, you got to, you know, like, stopping them that one or two times is, is tough. And, like, you should be happy that you got a good stop on a great player like that. It's kind of like when I blocked them. I just felt like I was a kid with a girl, I blocked LeBron James. It was Facts. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that was lit. Like, everybody talks about that. It was, like, crazy yeah. like, to me. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. Like, for me, it was an honor. It was like, I, was, I yeah. felt pretty cool. Like, I was like, damn, I did something right for once, Nate. Yo, you timed that perfect, bro. The highlight of that is crazy. Now, what I was going to say was I, me I remember with Tibbs, man, the scouting report on Brian, on Brian used to be, you know, he was a great driver, so make him a jump shooter. And then you could see slowly. <laughs> but surely, he started making jump shots. Jump shot, like, yeah. guard this guy. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine LeBron. I couldn't imagine LeBron James with a Clay with a Clay Thompson jump shot. I would think that. I, I I would think God really had a sense of humor. Like that's really having a sense of humor. God is making. <laughs> yeah, a, that's unfair. Making a guy is making a guy like LeBron James have a Clay a Clay jump shot. Like we're just waiting for one of those guys to come along. That's what we're waiting on next. Absolutely. Speaking of unguardable, too fast, too quick. Our boy D Rose is back in full effect. Man had a career high fifty point game this season. He's averaging 19 on the season, but the last four games, he scored 20 plus. Nate, tell the fellas out there, tell the listeners out there how hard it is to guard D. Rose, especially in his prime, even though he looking like prime D. Rose right now. Man, he was, he was a blur, man, and he was so, so strong. He finished, you know, so strong at the rim, and he just yeah. played. D. Rose is the player that I think that he uses every ounce of his energy with every step and every move that he makes like you got to watch him every yeah. move looks like it's so much energy behind it to watch him go from this kid from chicago everybody talking about it being number one pick the youngest player to win mvp the knee injury the coming back came to the knicks and end up leaving then he comes back all that hard work and all the people talking and then, and then the 50 point game happens and you can see it in his emotion after the interview of him crying it's, it's and spilled out like, of him, i yeah. felt that like, I felt that I as a player. Yeah. I felt that by being at home and I'm not playing in the league. Like, I felt that right. cry. I felt that I busted. Like, he said, I busted my ass. I worked hard. Like, you know what I'm saying? The doubts, yeah. the people, all, all that. Like, he hears that stuff. He feels that stuff. And it all came out that 50 point game, his career high. Like, I wanted him to score six. I was like, boy, keep it going. Keep rolling. I was, yeah. I was, I was proud because I, I felt like he's representing for players like me that people counted out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it was just a special moment for me to share, to watch, you know, to watch that game and for him to have that, you know, that game. It felt like it was it was me out there and, and for all the, you know, kids that people count you out. I know D. Rose is playing for you. So I hope you guys in, yeah. enjoyed that, man. But it was, a, it, was, it was a beautiful game and it's just fun to see him back doing what he does best is be D. Rose, be himself. Yeah, man, it, it really is an inspiring story, man. For everybody out there who's ever been through something, who had to overcome adversity, all you kids out there, you know, all the hurdles that you got to face to get to where you want to go, we've all had to face them. Look at D. Rose's story, man. Injury after injury after injury every year after getting, after winning the MVP. And he, he, never, he didn't let go of his dream. He kept back. He kept fighting. And look what he's doing now. He, he might even make the All-Star team this year if they can get in the playoff hunt. 
You know, them two young boys keep playing the way they're playing. They'll get back in the, in the playoff hunt. D. Rose might be in the All-Star game this year, which would be amazing. So I just want to give a quick shout-out to D. Rose, man. Well done, man. Keep going, yes, brother. Bro. Yeah, big, big big claps for you. But a big hold big down claps. on the back of that, under 50 points, bro. Hold that Facts. to all the haters. Yeah, all y'all can hold that one. That was a good hold down <laughs> for you Facts. guys. For you guys that don't Facts. know what hold that means, D. Rose 50-point game and him, all you haters, that was a hold that moment. That's a hold that. So having yeah. a hold that moment for y'all. Right. Every episode, we're going to have a hold that moment. Saying in the Western Conference, man, one of the best scorers in our generation, me and Nate, we played with them, we played against them. Carmelo Anthony's having a tough go right now with the Rockets. And a lot of, a lot of fingers are being pointed in his direction, which I think are unfair. You know, but at the same time, it is what it is in sports. People start being criticized, and, and Melo's being criticized right now. But in my opinion... Just because the, the, the Rockets aren't having the same success that they had a year ago, you bring in the new guy in Melo and start blaming him for all their losses. You got to look at the coach, D'Antoni, which you have, you know, you, you have some history with as well, Nate. And Melo had history with D'Antoni as well. They didn't get along too well in, in, in New York back when he was the Knicks head coach either and the GM. But I'm just saying the way this team is constructed and the way, and, and the way that, 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 that Melo is being scapegoated out there in the media there's going to be a breakup coming here soon, just like the Jimmy Butler in Minnesota situation. Where do you think Melo ends up going? And, and do you think Melo needs to change his game a little bit? Nah, man. I just think that, one, I think Melo is definitely the fall guy of what they got going over there, which is, right. Uh, you know, you, you I mean, it, it sucks to be that guy because I've, I've been that guy too, man. They just want to find a reason and let's blame that guy. Yeah. So with yep. that, like you say, one man's trash is another man's treasure. One team's trash is another team's treasure. If you, whatever team that does get Melo, if, if you can somehow let Carmelo Anthony be himself, regardless yep. of what he needs to change or do, if you let him be himself and get the maximum out of him, however you can do that, that's what you need to do as a team. So if you're a younger team, like whatever team that is, please send that to the universe. Let Melo be Melo, please. Like let us... Like, he's going to shoot shots. He's going to do, like, let him be him. Because it can't be any worse than what anybody else is doing on your team. Like, he knows how to score. He knows, he's. Car I mean, he's Carmelo Anthony. Like, come on. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough watching the mellow I'm seeing today versus the mellow that we played with and we played against when I was in, in, in Chicago. We were in Chicago, and he's with the Knicks. And even when I was in Utah and he was in Denver, that mellow was explosive, athletic, putting up 35, putting up 40 in the playoffs, like really, really carrying the team and carrying the scoring load. And the mellow I'm seeing now with these Houston Rockets is a spot up shooting three, like a three point shooter. Where Melo's game really, I mean, he's like a, he's like a Bernard, Bernard King where he get in that mid range area, go to work, jab you to death, see if you make a mistake and attack that front foot, get to the free throw line, get to the foul line, offensive rebound. And I'm just not seeing that. I don't know if that's Melo, you know, Father Time is undefeated. Like we talked about off air just now, it happened to all of us. You know, I wasn't the same all-star I was at the end of my career as I was during the middle of my career. But at the same time, if, if a team was able to get Melo, because it looks like Houston and, and Melo are about to part ways at some point, however that works out. If a team was going to get Melo, obviously you want him to be your spark. You know, maybe be a microwave, maybe somebody, you know, like a Lou Williams or like a Nate Robb would come off the bench and give you 15, 20 points possibly. Um, but for Melo personally, I remember what Scotty Pippen used to do when he got older. When Scotty was older, you know what he would do? He'd go right to that box and post up. He'd make plays. He was a passing forward, so he'd make plays off a double team. If it was single coverage, he would get a bucket. I know, I know the game has changed a little bit, but Melo being your power forward now, because that's what he, what he turned into be, put him on that box, let him go to work. 
and then make plays from the, from the post up. But he's not going to be that twenty point per game score. He's, the sad thing about it is he's a he's a he's he's been a good three point shooter. He's not a consistent knockdown spot up shooter. So you got to kind of find a role that fits him. I don't know which team that might be, but but Nate, give me your thoughts about that. As, as now, I played with Kobe at the end of his career, and obviously this is eighteen year eight, season eighteen or nineteen for Kobe. When I played with him, and he, he was really injury prone, to be quite frank. He had a lot of basketball, a lot of miles on, the, on them legs, a lot of miles on that body. And his shoulder gave out about 35 games. And the reality of it was, he wasn't as efficient, even though he was still great. You know, Kobe is a, a great player, one of the best of all time. But at the end of his career, he was more of a volume guy. Like it would take him 20 shots to get 20 points. And... You could see him declining a little bit. His body was failing him, not his mind, obviously not his heart. He's got the heart of a champion, but his body was declining. He couldn't get to that spot as quick as he wanted to. He couldn't jump as high as he wanted to to get that rebound. And are we seeing that right now with Carmelo? I, I don't think you're just seeing it right now. I don't know what like what his time limit is with, with Father Tom. We don't know what how much time mm-hmm. he has left. But, I mean, I still seen glimp, spurts of him getting buckets on the Houston Rockets. Yeah. I just don't understand what more do they need him to do. That's the question. What what kind of mellow yeah. do you want? You want him to change his game to be a what? A spot up shooter? Is that what the games consist of? Just you want me to just spot up and be a shooter and play defense? That's it. I don't I don't like him as a spot up shooter though. I don't I don't I want him to do I want him to jab, get in that paint, get to the free throw line. I don't I don't like him as a spot up shooter, man. I just want so much hoop. more than that. I just want to see him hoop. Yeah. Just, I, I don't. I don't know. Like when I when I see players like you say, LeBron is still doing LeBron stuff, and they came in together. D Wade is still playing. I don't I don't get why Melo can't be Melo. What, what what is the yeah. what's the real problem? What is it that you don't want him to do? You want is it because you want Chris Paul and James Harden to take every shot, and then you want them to get the scraps? Some players are not okay with that. I don't think Melo's gonna be right. okay with that either. Even though he's came to the team, but if that's what you guys want me to do, like oh okay for the team, I'll do it. Whatever. It should be that easy. Right. All right cool. What y'all need me to do? I'll do that. To win a championship, right. whatever it should take, it should be whatever, whatever it takes. takes. Yo, whatever y'all need me to do. It's sad to see that, you know, the, the whole part ways. And I hope they don't try to make him be something that he maybe isn't. Because I know what it feels like to be labeled as something. And I know that I'm not that what they label. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's, and and one, it's, it hurts. It hurts your feelings because then it questions, it makes you question who you are as a person. And like what, like why are they, you know, label me the things that they are. No, that's, that's, that's a good point, man. As, as the game changes, and the game has changed quite a bit since I was in the league in 2002. Here in 2018, the game has evolved and has changed a lot. And, and sometimes as players, like to, to Nate's point is you got to reinvent yourself. You yeah. know, you got to reinvent yourself to, to stay relevant, to stay, you know, a part of a squad because you still want to keep hooping. I think that's what Melo has to do. Until you get what you want, which is the ring. Exactly. So it, it is, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this story ends with Melo. But I want to I wanna tell our listeners out there, Tweet us your thoughts on Melo using the hashtag Holat so we can get your thoughts on, on Instagram, on Twitter. Give us your, give us your thoughts on Melo and make sure you hashtag Holat. Again, it's spelled H-O-L-D-A-T. Okay, so stay, stay, since we got Nate Robb on, 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 on the show, and he's one of the best point guards that I played with and also played against, we're going we're gonna to get into this conversation. I'm, I'm going to simply ask because you've guarded both of these guys. You've played, you've probably played with these guys. Obviously, we played with with uh, with one of them in the summertime and you shot the movie Uncle Drew with him. If you had a team right now, who would you rather have? Kyrie Irving or Dame Lillard? Kyrie's averaging 21, five and five and Dame's averaging 26, five and six. Who would you rather have on your team right now? Dame Lillard 
our, our uncle Drew. Man, that's tough, man. I, I, I'm not going to answer that because, one, Dame's from Oakland, and I got family in Oakland. Oakland, so baby. Everybody yeah. in North Oakland, everywhere in Oakland. Shout out to Oakland. Bushrod, Poirier Street, love y'all. But, and Kyrie, you know, he put me on Uncle Drew. How can I not pick Uncle Drew? But, man, they're two great players, man. You, you won't go wrong by picking either one of them, I'll tell you that. One that you right. know they're good, great point guards, and they both can score. So you won't have no problem with getting buckets from your point guard. He's, you see they can you, – you know that they can pass. You got rebounds, steals. Like, it's just, it's just about what type of player you like. You know, what, what fits your system. You know, it's like it's like right. going to the it's like going to Seven Eleven and you going to get a bag of Doritos. Me, I'm a jalapeno popping jalapeno guy. I'm getting a spicy jalapeno guy. popping. Like the, yeah, popping jalapeno. Some people pick regular nacho cheese and Cool Ranch. I don't know what what, what type of guys are you, booze? What kind of chips you like? I like barbecue so flavor. That's what it is. It's what, I like sour cream and onion. Whatever you like. You see, look, there's different flavors. Yeah. So my thing is, what type of player do you like? out of Kyrie Irving or Dane Lillard. That's tough for me. I can't answer that. You know, I'll leave that up to the fans, man. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to be honest, man. Like, I'm a big Dane fan. I've, I've watched him blossom. I think he's, he's, he's got uh, underappreciated out there in that small market in Portland. You know, last year, obviously, he got some love because he made he finally made uh, one of the All-NBA teams last year. He made another All-Star team. But An All-Star, yeah. For me, I got to go. I, I got to go with Kyrie, man. I'm just, I'm a huge Kyrie fan. I've never seen a player like him. Like he, he's not—he's not the fastest. He ain't the quickest. He don't jump the highest. But he got—he got one of the filthiest layup he, games of anybody below the rim. Like he gets like, it done. <laughs> yeah, like he got the twists and the—he got that 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 the twist track. on his layups and that jelly and all that. Yeah, like he, he just got the English on the road. You know what I mean? Like I, I remember playing against Allen Iverson, and he was a great layup shooter against all the all the trees, all the seven footers in the paint. Kyrie does the same thing with a with a crazy flair to it, a little bit of swag to it. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just I'm a big fan. Of, I'm a big fan of Kyrie's jelly game, and uh, obviously a blue devil, of course. But he's also a champion. I mean, obviously he's playing along with LeBron right. James, but he did hit the game winning shot to get Cleveland. That, say, he, that, was that, reason, that he was a reason. He was a reason. that championship. LeBron yeah, let, let's be, let's keep it funky. He did hit the game winning shot to, to secure that, that championship for sure. Yeah, that was for a that, tough for shot. That, for that championship in Cleveland, so I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Uncle Drew. And I watched the movie, by the way, Boots. By the way, you killed the Boots. Oh, I really want to see. I really want to see the sequel. If y'all haven't seen Uncle, but first of all, y'all should have seen Uncle Drew by now. Maybe a couple times over. But if you haven't seen it, get out there, go see Uncle Drew, and everybody start petitioning to see Uncle Drew the sequel. Yeah, for sure. I hope so, man. I hope we get some guys like Baron Davis because he's a yeah. really funny uh, personality, man. BD. Great personality. Shout out to you, BD. You know, for real. If we have a sequel, Baron Davis, you guys, he is a, he's funny, and you guys will you guys will love him. Shout out to BD, man. Baron Davis, one of the legends, man. One of the goats. Oh, hold on. Since, since I picked since I picked uh, Kyrie Irving, sticking with the Celtics. There's a little bit of a video that went viral, <laughs> mate. I'm going to have to have you break it down. I want you to break it down for the fans out there. Yeah, You was having a celebration with oh, Paul, Pierce. Yeah, Paul Pierce. Tell the fans what happened. So Paul Pierce had a game winner in the garden. You know, it was one of them classic Paul Pierce moments. He has the ball ISO with, I think, Amari Stoudemire guarding him. You know, Paul Pierce sides him up, right, left, right, left, goes right, step back, right, hits the Ooh. jumper. Ooh. And when I tell you, when I tell you he hit the jumper, I was so excited because you know game winners are lit. You're, you know you're hyped for your teammates, and I'm running and I'm trying to I'm trying to you know celebrate with him. And he's doing like he's running like not paying me no attention. You know 
I'm like one yeah. of those, you know, I'm like one of those, uh, I get so excited, you know, you know how like your dog come home, you run, he's just jumping all over you. That's what that's yeah. what like. It looked like me jumping all over Paul. And I was like, yeah, let's go Pete. And I'm trying to celebrate and he's running and you got, you know, Ray Allen running by, kind of like on the side behind behind me. And we're around, <laughs> I'm running and, Paul, and uh, you got KG who's, who's bowing. He's bowing to the New York, to the to the Knicks fans. He's taking a bow. I love like, that. This, this, this picture is dope. He's taking a bow. And then I did one more jump and Paul went low and, and cut <laughs> under me and undercutted me. And like when he did that, like the whole world, it just, like, everything just really stopped and went slow motion. And when I was falling, I was like, you know, I was like, no. <laughs> and then when I fell, <laughs> when I fell, you should see Ray's face. He's looking at me like, man, what is this guy doing? KG doesn't even know what's going on. And Paul really doesn't know what's going on. And then after when we watched the highlights of that, Coach, you know, Doc, he brought us in. The next day we watched film and we watched that on slow motion. That was a whole day of film. We only watched that play <laughs> over and over and we laughed. <laughs> For like an hour watching oh, that, bro, it. it was classic, bro. But that was like, I love it. That was like one of my favorite moments of my NBA career, man. Like that was, it was funny because now, if that would happen now, oh, I would have been a meme. I would have been a meme. Oh, for facts. Sure. This been is a meme before for social sure. media blew up for real, for real. Hey, but I'm gonna tell you, I never seen a dude try to duck you twice. Paul Pierce was trying to duck the, the yeah, chest like, bump twice. Right? Like, who does that? <laughs> who does that? That's Paul, man. P, P square. That's what he's a pump. P square, man. Paul the truth. P square, man. baby. Paul Pierce, man. Another champion. Shout out to he's Paul dope. Pierce, man. Dope teammate too, man. We laughed about that, man. We that was a great year, bro. We should have won a championship that year, man. Kobe put us out, man. Kobe, Kobe did it wrong. Yeah. Man. You never know what would have happened if Big Fella, if Big Fella hadn't got suspended, though. Oh yeah. That the, that the same year that Perk got suspended. No, he didn't get suspended. He tore his ACL. Oh, he got hurt. That's right. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. he got hurt. He tore his ACL. Well, I'm going to tell you something. We got something special. Something special going down in Durham right now with the Duke Blue Devils, man. The, the, the kid's yeah, name is Zion Devils, man. Williamson. No, but tell him. Man, Zion Williamson. Hey, tell me how you guys just, just, just stumbled upon, just stumbled again to be the best again, that <laughs> damn Duke Blue Devils. You, Yo, you I'm listen. My Duke Blue Devils, number four in the country. We're playing against number two, Kentucky, who got a loaded squad. Very good recruiting class. Yeah. Some very good upperclassmen. Like very well coached. And Zion Williamson, RJ Barrett, and Cam Reddish stepped on the floor and put a thumping on them Kentucky Wildcats. We beat the boys by dumping. 34. It looked like... It looked like oh, Duke man. were playing JV players, like the yeah, one that man. you find that don't know how to play basketball at all. That's how man. bad they whooped them boys, bro. Man, and and I'm just telling you, it was it was one of those moments where you're like, oh wait a minute, we got a squad this year, baby. So it, it's a lot of excitement uh, going on. What do you mean this year? Y'all got a squad every year. That's cheating. Yes, facts. That's facts. Coach That's K, a lot of recruit, baby. Year, you know how to you recruit. Got, you guys just signed the number one player this year again. He's coming in to replace Zion yep. this year. What's his name? Uh, That's Booby. Uh, but this kid Zion, mate, he, he's he's two eighty five. He's six seven, six eight, two hundred and eighty five pounds, jumping like LeBron James, coming down the paint with handles. He's averaging twenty five points, ten assists. I mean, ten rebounds, okay. three assists as as a freshman. Is he is he the best? Is he the best Duke player ever? We got to find out. I mean, this what do you mean? Grant Hill. I think he is after two games. I, I, I feel you, but I, <laughs> I think he I'm is after saying, two games. I'm just saying, Grant Hill got two championships back to back. Man, I'm not talking about no championships, man. Zion's not gonna be a long. <laughs> he's not gonna be a long. They ain't gonna be there long enough to get two. Two championships, Facts. maybe one. Yeah, this year they might win it. Facts. He's gonna get one. 
he gonna get one and done. Okay, so does that stamp him as being one of the best players Duke's ever had put on a uniform? I say yes. No, I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I haven't seen anybody to. do what he's done in the two games. Go back to Grant Hill's two games. Ain't gonna look nothing like Zion's. Kyrie Irving. Nah, nah. Carlos Boozer. Nah, there's, nah, there's never been a player Christian like that. Christian Leitner. There's Jason never been a player Williams. like him in, in college basketball. Like the, there isn't. The, his I act, no, Duke. his. Because Duke is like yeah, going to the of course. like going to Duke is like going in the NBA, but almost damn near. Absolutely. Like you go to Duke, you're going to the basically you're going to the NBA. You go to damn near, you go to Duke. You got yeah. There's chance. never been a there's, there's never been a player like Zion in college basketball, man. This guy's 285. He's almost 300 pounds, moving the way he moved with his quickness, his skill set, jumping above the rim. He had six blocks the other day in a game. He, he just he, he's literally physically imposing. So the question I'm posing to you is: There's been a lot of comparisons to LJ, Baby Shaq. Who do you think Zion most reminds you of? He reminds me of Zion Williamson. Yeah, he's one on one. I'm gonna tell you, right? I ain't never seen nobody doing that in college yeah. basketball ever. I mean, he was one of the best high school players I ever seen with my own eyes. Like he right. dunked on everybody the way he blocked the shots. He he, he blocking shots like he's spiking volleyball. Like he playing volleyball. That's how Straight. he's spiking. Straight up. Like he's blocking shots, yeah. grabbing the ball at the rim. Like they're just throwing the ball in the atmosphere. He's going up dunking it. Like they're going to have to change the rule with him dunking. Like he, he got to raise the hoops 12 feet now. 12 feet. <laughs> he's, he's, he's dunking a 12 foot hoop like a Nerf hoop right now. Nah, that's, he's, that's crazy. He's definitely, definitely going to be the NBA slam dunk champ. For sure. He's going to be an all time no favorite. And then all he got to do is go to a team that got a couple pieces already. And then you let him be who? Zion Williamson. We don't need you to be yep. anybody else, bro. We'll teach you everything be else. Yourself. Yeah, dribble, shoot, do all the post up. Okay, cool. We'll work on that. You're gonna have the best work and training when you come to the league. It's the best of the right. best. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna no. blossom. He's gonna be one of the best players in the NBA scene in a long time. He just has to just stay healthy. Just stay healthy yeah. and just keep dunking on people, bro. You'll be a legend for sure. I yeah. love you. No, it's it's incredible because when I saw he's from South Carolina, so when I saw his highlights as a high school kid, I was following him since he was like a sophomore junior in high school because his highlights were so filthy. When I saw him, I'm like, okay, he's doing this against little kids, little five foot five kids, and and and, and the sticks out there in Clem. He did this against Kentucky. Man, he at did Duke. At McDonald's All American game. I'm, he did I'm like, this practice. kid is for real. Yeah, he's yeah. a real deal, bro. And and he's a real he deal. Knows, he knows how much of a monster he is. So that's another advantage he has. He knows he's yeah. nice. He knows he can. At the end of the day, I get to the basket. I'm dunking on your head, so you better move. He got right. enough handles. Now he's, you see his jumper. He's working on his jumper. Yes. He's making his free throws. He's shooting like 77 percent, like 80 percent from the field. Like what? Yeah, he's only missed five shots. He only missed five shots in his college career. We just watched a point guard in Trey Young last year be the first player to lead the nation in scoring and assists. And now we're about to witness another freshman come in and just be the most high. He's gonna be the highlight reel. Most dominant. Yeah. The most dominant player college basketball's ever seen. Yeah. He's by far probably that. Nah, it's incredible to watch how the game has evolved, man. Shout out to Zion Williamson. Can't wait to watch you get down again, brother. Keep going. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who you gonna sign Nike Adidas, but Zion, if you don't have, you should have your shoe before you even play a a, a, a summer league game. You should have your own Zion's before. I'm telling you now, bro. You need your own Facts. Zion right now. You should be working on your own sneaker, designing your own everything. Right. The now. logo. Yes. Get man, the logo what? ready. You know what I'm saying? You should already have your everything, bro. Have, make your own. Everybody, every kid gonna want to buy your shoes, bro. You should go out there and create your own stuff. You know Facts. what I'm saying? Be your own boss, bro. Don't get caught up. Be your own up. boss, baby. Yeah, don't be don't don't get caught up in the in the in the matrix, bro. Fans out there, hold that nation. Tweet us your best Zion comparison using the hashtag hold that. H-O-L 
D-A-T. Tweet us your thoughts on Zion Williamson. Give us your best Zion Williamson comparison. Give us your best Zion Williamson dunk, story. highlight, moment, yeah. story, yeah. whatever it is, man. We want to hear from y'all. Yeah, I ain't going to lie, bro. I seen Zion block a dude's shot so bad when he landed, he almost broke his own legs. <laughs> That's crazy. That's <laughs> crazy. He just hit on the backboard and everything, bro. He blocked dude so 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 bad, bro. That it was crazy. Bro. Yeah. He's a beast. Zion bro. is. If I can Zion have any is, kind of bounce, if I can have any kind of bounce, it would be Zion's two foot bounce and Zach Levine's one foot bounce. Oh yeah, Hashtag both of them hold that. What what what? Who, whose bounce would you rather have, Zach Levine Man. or Zion Williamson, boy? You can't go wrong. Oof, you can't lose. Yeah, you can't lose. Can't go wrong. Hey guys. So wrapping it up, man, that's our first show, man. Tweet us using the hashtag Holat. Follow us on Twitter. Again, that's Mr. C. Booze and Nate underscore Robinson. Underscore Robinson, yes, sir. So subscribe to our podcast, wherever you get your podcast at. Give us a, a, a five-star rating. And that's a Holat moment. Y'all know what it is. We run the, uh, look, we run this station. We run this, we run this station. On this station. We run the nation. Hold that nation. Hold that nation. Hold that nation. Hey. Hey.